go with page 83 into action. Um, so the spiritual life is not a theory. You have to live it unless one's family expresses a desire to live upon spiritual principles. We think we ought not to urge them. We should not talk incessantly to them about our spiritual matters. They will change in time. Our behaviour will convin convince them more than our words. We must remember that 10 or 20 years of drunkenness would make a sceptic out of anyone. There may be some wrongs we can never fully right. We don't worry about them if we can honestly say to ourselves that we would write them if we could. Some people cannot be seen. We send them an honest letter and there may be a valid reason for postponement in some cases, but we don't delay if it can be avoided. We should be sensible, tactful, considerate and humble without being servile or scraping. As God's people, we stand on our feet. We don't crawl before anyone. Um, so yeah, I'll leave it at that. That's part of step nine, isn't it? So yeah, thank you. So yeah, over to you, Paul. All right, thank you. Good morning, everybody, or wherever, whatever time it is. Uh, Paul, uh, yeah, there may be some wrongs we can never fully right. Well, that I, we call that sort of make a uh, living amends, yeah? So basically, you may not have the opportunity because the person passed away or something. So you just basically make a decision to try to, to, to live a certain way that th that stuff won't happen again to anyone else. And this is the progress, not perfection, I feel. And uh, some people cannot be seen uh, where, oh, yeah, the spiritual life is not a theory. Obviously, when something has saved you or brings you out of hell, you're pretty jacked up about that, and you tend to want to share it, even though uh, the sharing hasn't been asked. So this is something you learn, basically. Yeah, you learn that it's attraction, it's promotion, not it's attraction, not promotion. And this is what you learn. You know, this is a safe space. It allows a life. Uh, to be seen as a safe space where we'll, you'll take chances and you learn by your mistakes and stuff. And you learn from other mis other people's mistakes, which is a huge progress because I didn't learn from anything before. And now I can listen to someone else speak. I can hear from where they're speaking from and I don't want that, you know? So yeah, that's simple. So, uh, and then the idea of, yeah, let's all, let's all, Let's let's get the family together and meditate together. You know, this is that probably will work for maybe a day or something. So it's just best to uh take care of your own business, so to speak, I feel. And um they will change in time. I think the way you see them will change in time. In a sense, they may not change, but the way you see them will change greatly. Because this is, uh, AA is not waiting for other people to change. It's changing us, yeah? Yeah, so that we can see things and people anew instead of trying to wait and demand other people change to fit us, to fit around us, we, we surrender or abandon us so that we can fit around others, so to speak, yeah. Uh, they will change it. Our behavior will convince them more than our words. I always believe what you are speaks louder than what you say, for sure, after a while. 
we must remember that 10, 10 or 20 years of drunkenness. Yeah, you know, when you try to go back home to let's say New York and you're, you're now been, you know, you've entered a stately realm and it's very frustrating that everyone in your family sees you exactly as they thought they've seen you because it's pretty much cemented by that time. If you were a fuck up since you were young, uh, you're wasting time trying to convince them that you've changed. Yeah. Yeah. So it's because there's an investment in where they are to have you to remaining the same. Yeah. It supports a story they're being, they're living under. So it's, it's difficult to sort of, because uh, you don't want that story broken. You want to think you know, you know, cousin Billy. You want to think you know your ex-wife. You want to, you don't want to find out anymore. You think you know. And it's just this idea of contempt prior to investigation that everybody has a, that infection. Now, if it flares up or not is based on something else, but everyone tends to jump to a conclusion and then try to find, make up shit to support it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way the head works. This is the whole point. The problem resides in the head. So how everyone's heads works, we are extreme examples of some of the, let's say, less attractive patterns of the head, yeah, as alcoholics and addicts, which can be a, an incredible teaching aid for, for, your, for ourselves and others because it's painted so flamboyantly, it's hard to miss, yeah? When it's on a more subtle level and everyone seems to have it together and then they're they're uh yeah they're like the clown you know the, the the tears of a clown they have a smiley face but they're really bummed out we are pretty much uh <laughs> stick stick out like like sore thumbs to everyone other than us yeah and uh, so there's a lot to learn we're a living lesson really we don't have to do anything to be of service <laughs> really we can be of service if people see it in a certain way so uh <laughs> uh, our behavior will convince them we must remember oh yes okay and there let's see if we can honestly say to ourselves that we would write them and first of all let's say i stepped on people's toes and they're they live in europe i'm not that important to fly to europe you know <laughs> probably i could just write a little letter and say yeah if i was in the vicinity, I would gladly do it, but it's not because haven't you ever had the experience where you believe you've been a major cog in someone else's life and then you go there to finally admit this terrible thing that you did that ruined their lives? They don't even remember. They don't even remember you, really. <laughs> so we're living as a mountaineer in molehills. <laughs> we're climbing a lot of molehills with high level mountain gear, it's not, it just needs to get more proportional. And this is what happens with recovery. It balances things out. So you can see molehills as molehills and mountains as mountains, yeah? So yeah, I, uh, and another thing I like to throw in, let's, when I was doing the inventory, I didn't go over, over every one night stand because basically every one night stand had the same pattern, yeah? I was looking for the same thing. It ended up sort of the same way. So I just put it into 
one night stands, yeah, so that the person didn't have to sit there for seven hours and go through the 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 drawn out monologue of my wretched life. Yeah, just talk about the patterns because in the patterns you'll see the defeat. Yes. When you do an inventory process, let's say if you're going along with the idea that we're doing an inventory on self and its common manifestations, yeah? So we're looking at our life, looking at resentments there and now, fears. And it's funny, if you do the fear inventory, very rarely do you have a reason why you're in the fear because it's mostly mental anxiety. So it's being caused by that which is managing the agenda. It's not, uh, it's not, an, apparent, it's not a, an appropriate response to an apparent threat concerning your agenda. It's these ideas you have of how things should be, but you really believe they're never gonna be, that's producing all this mental anxiety, I feel. So in the second step of the four column inventory with fear, usually you don't even have the reason why, because there isn't a reason why you're in anxiety. Your head's just going there, yeah? So that's pretty valuable to see. So this idea, uh, where was I with this? <laughs> yeah, so you do the inventory of the common manifestations in self in one's life, and let's say, like in my case, I was very concerned about my face, you know, my image more than my ass. Yeah. So the agenda was running on how I looked. It's amazing how much pride there can be in a cocaine addict's life. Really, it's a, it's a huge amount of save. You know, you're never going to show that you're tweaking because that would throw you out of the higher echelons of cocaine users. You know, so there's. There's, there's a drive to save your face. So if you get that, you'll see when the head is managing this agenda, its manifestations will, will gather around the topics that are important to it. So if you have a lot of resentments concerning how people aren't seeing you as you want them to see you and all this shit, it's because self is reacting to that. It's not your reaction. Yeah, you have something else in you that's reacting to life actually quicker than your reaction to life because we're in sort of a suspended condition. There's the conscious contact, but then there's a big gulf, and then the self gives us an interpretation of the conscious contact. So it has replaced our response with its reaction. Yeah. So we're live we're reacting to life as if we're self. Yeah, but this is the beautiful thing that gets revealed when you do an inventory. You will see that what you called your uh behaviors were mostly compelled from self. Yeah. That's incredibly revelatory, I feel. So so we use the resentments and the fears to see what self in our life, what it's taking to be important, because it's maybe completely different than what you think your agenda is. It may have a real importance to being wrong, yeah? Because it will be, it'll be right about how wrong it believes you are. So you're wondering why you're fucking everything up, because then it can be right about how wrong you are, yeah? So you have to start seeing these patterns I don't know if you have to. I felt I feel it's incredibly important. 
Because if you don't see them, you're going to be looking from them. You're going to be looking from the bondage of self instead of seeing the bondage of self. If you're looking from the bondage of self, you're not bringing what you're seeing to six and seven. You're holding it as yours. So now you have a vendetta of 30 years and fucking like this. Yeah. But if you can see it as self's manifestations and self is what has defeated you, I think you can really be start to have a fear, fearless and thorough inventory. I do. Because when you look at your role, you're going to see self's role. It's, it's all over your life, all over it. It's, it's taken, it's made a bathroom out of the most inopportune moments where it just took a big shit on you. <laughs> <laughs> not knowing it any better you think it was you that did it what an incredible thing could you believe how much hate has been directed as you to to take yourself to be the one who has all that hate where is there going to be relief there doesn't it feel like something has hated you in a lot of ways through its mistreatment do the doing the same old same old thing that got me arrested four days ago gets me arrested on that Thursday and I'm in, I'm in complete confusion of what happened because I was assuming I went to jail and now I know better but no self compelled me to do things that brought me to jail and four nights later it compels me to do things that brings me to jail again and I am powerless over determining the outcomes. I'm just I'm just dealing with the with the results. Yes, four or five. What are you gonna think of yourself if you get arrested twice in one week for stupid shit like talking back to a cop or something? Yeah, there's not gonna be self love, is it? It's not sowing the seeds of self love. It's sowing the seeds of self hate, and now you believe that you hate yourself that is fucking insane yeah and then you try to remedy it we're all children of god it doesn't work when you believe you're not a children of god to keep fucking chanting you're a children a child of god see what you're not from what you are and you are a child of god you never have to say it because you are it in a sense and now where you would never give yourself a break, you'll give yourself a freaking break. Yeah, you're not the most important pivotal thing throughout your day. Even in the eyes of my, this cat and the dog here, they are the most important thing. I run into that confusion all day, thinking I'm the most important thing. They don't look at me at once as the most important thing. They're the most important thing waiting for me to serve them. <laughs> that's the point yeah so this is the beginning of our program and they were trying to give advice to people and to tell them this is probably how it's going to go and you're going to become a zealot for a while and you're going to turn off a lot of people and you know what you can still stay sober you can still stay sober being a huge asshole you can yeah because you can that can be remedied if you start drinking, it's going to be a much more difficult task. But being an asshole, trying to force a message on someone can be remedied quite easy. You stop, yeah? But if it leads you to drink, 
then you got a whole other problem. Okay? Then the genie's out of the bottle and it has more than three wishes for us. It has a lot of wishes for us. Yeah, yeah. So there is a solution. But the dilemma I feel is we don't have a clear diagnosis of the problem. Therefore it limits the effects of the solution. That's my feeling, yeah? So that's what this platform's about, is attempting to share a possibility that you have not defeated yourself, self has defeated us, yeah? It's quite different attitude and outlook. And you can just prove it by just doing an inventory. And instead of using the word my before all the characteristics and shit, you'll just see the characteristics. Selfish, I'm selfish, you know? Uh, angry, I am angry. Yeah, they're different. They're a different beast altogether. So, yeah, yeah. There you go, bro. Thanks, Paul. Oh, beautiful. Are you ready for a question? Amazing how you can get so much out of those paragraphs. <laughs> I didn't... It was actually that wasn't even the page I was going to read. I think it was a page before, but it worked out. That's right. It works out. It always works out. That's the beauty of it. It always works out. What doesn't Amen. work out is the how the the ideas that you thought how it would look when it works out. That's what the difference. It always works out. <laughs> you ready for a question? Yeah, I am sure. Would you like to unmute yourself, John? Please. Thank you, Paul. Oh yeah, welcome. Uh, I've had a passage from this 12 and 12, which has been baffling me for years. But I believe that <clears throat> what you're touching on today is pertinent to it. It's on page 79, referencing step eight, last paragraph. <clears throat> of the 12 and 12 here but go ahead yeah <clears throat> well should i read it to you yeah, yeah sure okay yeah. last paragraph though in some cases we cannot make restitution at all and in some cases action ought to be deferred we should nevertheless make an accurate and really exhaustive survey of our past life as it has affected other people in many instances, we shall find it. Here it comes. Though the harm done others has not been great, the emotional harm we have done ourselves has. Very deep, sometimes quite forgotten, damaging emotional conflicts persist below the level of consciousness. At the time of these occurrences, they may actually have given our emotions violent twists, which have since discolored our personalities and altered our lives for the worse. Yes. Please. Yeah, so the idea that you thought what you did was really big in the world of the other person, it wasn't, but in your head, it was. So therefore, it's sort of like, someone gets a minor shock from touching something, you believe it was an electrocution. So you've been electrocuted many, many, many times by your own head 
blowing up shit and saying, oh, you're always going to be this way. And so it's dug these deep emotional grooves that we need time and a way of life to recover from. And that's recovery. Yeah. Recovery is from the underlying causes and conditions. And some of the underlying emotional conditions is we've been stunted. We haven't grown. Yeah. They've mutated. They've turned into, they've had some arthritic, weird ways of growing because they've been under the dominance of this idea of self. So the emotion, like they said, you know, when you started really drinking or using, your emotional growth stopped. Yeah. Now that's a blanket statement, but it's pretty close to the conditions that we find ourselves. So you're a 36 year old man, but you're a 12 year old boy. Yeah. And so these emotions and really the true thing, how relief comes from the amends is really by the willingness to do the amends, I feel. Yeah. So there's some amends you can't uh, complete, but the willingness to do it is the power. That to me is the healing bomb, B-A-L-M. And over time, your emotions can straighten out and they can be more appropriate because they're not being used by the mental state to develop its story. So yeah, this is what recovery is. A lot of us found ourselves And this wasn't the case when we were young kids, but we found ourselves incapable of having a viable relationship with another person. Yeah, that would be have a lot to do with uh, being stunted in emotion because we see everything as me and you instead of us. Yeah. So what happens? You practice this program and you don't have to specifically target anything the healing grace will find where it needs to flow into, I feel. I've never really tackled any problem specifically. I've done the steps and they have affected the problem. Yeah, I followed this way of life or maybe it told me to do this or do that, but I never uh, confronted B from B. I went in another direction, which is this way of life. And the growth or the results have been an ability to now have a viable relations with people. Yes. And with four-legged things. Yeah. 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 So this is the healing. And so, yeah, that slight that that person doesn't remember, you've been remembering it every day. So this is the point. You and I give everything all the meaning it has. So the largeness of size that was given in our head even though it's disputed when you make the amend, still had the effect of of a very large thing all these years that you weren't dealing with it. So the emotions get twisted. They do by the mental fucking obsession and activity. They do. And they can get uh, untwisted through this program of recovery, truly. And then if you really need help, you'll probably be driven to get help, like outside, whatever. I like, I'd rather go through more energetic work than talking about shit, but whatever, yeah? Whatever is, I feel you're in good hands, it's gonna direct you to what you need when you need it, yeah, yeah. So uh, what is the biggest trauma is that trauma of 
molehills being made into mountains, truly. Yeah. I had a, you know, I was run over a couple of times this one night and it ended me up in a, a teaching hospital and I, the ward I was in, there was a lot of extreme cases of very broken bodies. And there was about 12 of us on this ward or so, most of them from motorcycle accidents. And there we were, you could say the trauma we all suffered was pretty similar, but how the reactions of us to that trauma were quite different. Some people started to drink, some people stopped drinking, some people da da da, yeah? So the real trauma maker is not the trauma event, it's how we react to it, yes? This is where the bondage of self is. It uses trauma like everything else to reinforce its own ideas, yeah? So I do not believe trauma is the source or the cause of shit. I believe the person has given meaning to the trauma, yeah? And that person may not be the meaning giver, it may be self, and that's the real trauma, yeah? I feel, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if that got that exact thing, but that's how I feel when I listen to it just now. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, this is why you know you get you you stay on the operating table. You don't get up. You don't play doctor because when you think you're all well, you may not be yet. Yes. And some things are worse. You know it feels like something works on you the rest of your time. I haven't reached the end, but it's been 35 years now. And it seems like I've stopped working pretty much, but something hasn't stopped working on uh, this whole thing. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So I think we set off, you know, telling the truth about how fucked we are and, and a certain serenus sets off a, a momentum that, you have really no say about after a while, yeah? If you're in the habit of being sober, you're going to be moved by that momentum, definitely, yeah. Yeah, so I don't really plan on how I'm going to deal with things. I'm brought to ways of how to deal with things, yeah? That's, it's just been happening like that the, all the whole trip so far, yeah? I think I know what's my problem. And then it's shown um, it's completely something different than I thought. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So I had hope that got close to it, but thanks. I don't have a 12 and 12 here, but um, if you're interested in doing further inventory, uh, they have a much more exhaustive uh line of questioning presented in the fourth step in the 12 and 12. Yeah. I don't think it's the amount of seeing, it's how you see the amount that you look at. Yeah. I don't believe you need to do huge inventories. I think you can see the basic situation clearly, quickly, that something other than you has defeated you. <laughs> <laughs> do i want to go over every way it defeated me no i just rather see the defeat stop yes i'm all for that yeah it seems to have stopped by recognizing i'm not that yeah 
while I was taking it to be me, it had full reign over my effects and my reactions and everything. The parasite was living as the host, pretty much. Now there's a host living with a potentiality of a parasite waking up. Yeah, yeah. If I just stay, you know, I'm in the habit of being sober so the parasite doesn't wake up for 35 years. <laughs> so life could go about its business and produce different effects than the parasite would. Yeah, there you go. Perhaps there's a better way, trust in the infinite or uh, rather than finite self. Trust is in both engagements, yeah? Faith is the basis of both engagement. Finite self and the infinite, in both statements, faith is the one common. Trust in the finite self is what's producing the effects of mental anxiety. You have faith in thoughts about next week. And so next, next week has the ability to affect you now. Next week will not affect you now if you don't have faith in thoughts about next week. You'll be affected by today. Yeah? The problem resides in the head. A lot of the problem is delivered through the thoughts. Yeah? And how they're, how they're given meaning is they're called yours. Yeah? And it's easy... Maybe you don't want it. Maybe you still believe you're the thinker, but at least you could see a large swath of them if you went to AA meetings as alcoholic thoughts that are shared by many other people. Yes? Isn't that what something that happened when you went to meetings? Yes. Something broke through the terminal uniqueness and what you were calling yours, you saw was ours, so to speak. So I saw people... How do these people, how did these people get my thoughts or they're not my thoughts? So suddenly a lot of, a lot of bandwidth of thoughts were seen as alcoholic and I got relief from them. Yes. Got it. Yeah. There's a principle there. Maybe none of the thoughts that you think you're having are yours. Yeah. Maybe this is how we're driven. We're driven by thoughts instead of by gas. When the mental state's running the show, it's driving us by thoughts, yeah? It needs a lot of them. When the higher power is driving us, it drives us maybe through thoughts, but it doesn't need much, yeah? Because it's compelling us more with a sense feltness than the thinking about it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. What troubled me was the, the line about the conflicts below the level of consciousness. Well, where the hell is that? You know, where where is below the consciousness? It's just like the underground river. And you're you're you have the eyes to see what's happening on the surface. That's why uh you're surrendering your condition is wise because the higher power knows the underground rivers. Yes? Got it. Yes. So you're not gonna you're gonna be taken there. Yeah. Okay. And usually, basically, as much as it can happen, you won't be taken there and things will change. But some of the things that need to be met face to face, you'll be taken there. Yeah. I feel that's been my experience yeah, and my observation of this seeming journey for 35 years. Yeah. Thank you. And peace and sobriety can be there with mutated emotions, yeah? 
the mutated emotions don't uh, exempt you from being sober and having a quality of life. Yes. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, we're the island of broken toys. Yeah. But broken toys can work quite well. Yeah. If, if they admit they're broken. <laughs> And they don't, they don't fucking keep trying to fix themselves. That's the biggest broken part of broken toys is the toy taking it upon itself to fix itself. It doesn't work. Yeah. Surrender. Stay on the operating table. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's easier, softer way. You may take out the wrong organ. You know, when I was in the hospital, there would be stories of, they cut off the person's, the wrong leg. Yeah. The person. They went in and they're supposed to magic marker it and there's only two legs. Can you imagine making that mistake? And then they, they, they took off the leg and it was the wrong one. I've seen it happen. Yeah. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, you have to paint it on your, you know, it's, it's amazing what can go on. So. This is about trusting the infinite. It's gonna, I don't know what it's gonna feel like for you. I know how it feels like for me. Yeah. But the base, the basic principle we can express is trusting the infinite. Yeah. Yes. And how I get to trust the infinite is to see how untrustworthy self is, really. Yeah. It's through the failure of self that the infinite is attractive. Yeah. And it's a failed system, self, especially if it's if it's infected with alcoholism or addiction. They say it very nicely, like any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. That hardly can be pretty fucking huge. <laughs> any life run on self-will. That's not our will. Self has its own will. The virus, when it's in your body, has its own will. Flu has its own will. This parasitical movement has its own will. It has an agenda. Some of their agendas have to have us to complete. Yeah? It's like all the parasites in nature. They have an agenda, let's say, to reproduce, and they have an incredible daunting challenge that they're located somewhere and for them to reproduce, they have to find themselves in a cat stomach, yet they're in a, a mouse stomach. So what does that parasite do? It uses the mouse's brain and convinces the mouse to go meet every fucking cat in the neighborhood. So the cat will finally eat the mouse. The, cat, the parasite finds itself in its cherished condition in the cat belly and it reproduces yeah now all along the cat probably has no idea what's going on we're in a worse situation we make up a narrative about, uh, i'm such an unusual mouse i love to hang out with cats thinking as like we did it this is the insanity of self-centeredness it disguises and camouflages complete defeat right out in the open yeah, right out in the open. Okay. 
That's where the freedom of cat is. It's being driven, but it doesn't know it's being driven. We tell a story about being driven. Yeah. It's like, I recommend, look up the mushroom cordyceps. Look it up and look up its parasitical nature. They'll probably tell you a story. I have one, a video someone sent me. It's pretty good. The cordyceps grows. It has a will, and that will is to reproduce. It has spores under the umbrella. It's pretty chancy, yeah? It may not find the right condition, but it has to wait for an animal to come by or a wind to blow. So it's developed a, another agenda. What it does is it basically targets insects. This one species targets ants. A spore lands in the ant and burrows in and somehow communicates to the ant brain to drive to the environment a mushroom would love. And it uses the ant, and when it arrives at where it wants to be, it kills the ant, and then the mushroom grows right out of the head of the ant. Yeah, you don't think that's a pretty damn good description of active addiction and alcoholism? <laughs> You're not seeing it, so you don't believe it. It's not a, a, there's not a real parasite, but it's definitely a parasitical movement. Exactly. The parasite lives off the host. Exactly. Doesn't that feel like self? Yes. To me, for sure. <clears throat> so what happened with me that changed everything, I saw self as other. Not, not out of hope or possibility, just was revealed it's other than me. And that, and then as soon as that was established, the possibility of being free from it became available. And then it correct my process or my approach because I had been trying to be free as self. I had no idea I was living the act of being identified as an image. I had no idea until I did have the idea. Now I've never lost that idea ever since. How were you able to discern your point of focus? I have no idea, bro. I just saw something. I had a voice because <clears throat> I could articulate things people had difficult articulating. So it was being put to good use in AA. Uh, more was revealed. <clears throat> yeah, and here we are. You I have no dog in the hunt of anyone getting it. I'm just compelled to put it out there. That's all. I have faith in it, so I don't look at success rates or anything like that. Just put it out. I don't see, oh, you've been here or you've not been here. It doesn't matter. It's just putting it out. Uh, I have faith in it because I've been, I, I've been the lab rat and I'm the scientist. Yeah, I'm both. Yeah, and I'm reporting back that if you see self as foreign, there's a possibility of real freedom from it. If you keep calling yourself self, you're going to be caught in that net of self can't get out of self. It's just the way it goes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Hmm. Thanks, Paul. I'm there's hoping the penny drops one day. Something, there's something that is being presented as you and you can see that. 
what you really are can see the presentation of what you're not. It may take only, it may take an, uh, an understanding. It may take a cathartic event. It may take complete demoralization or bottom. Who knows? I would rather go the easier, softer way of just passing it through a Zoom. Yeah? Yeah? How it's going to trigger for you, I have no idea. It doesn't have to be a giant crescendo. You lose everything. It could just happen in just like a gulp of a coffee. Yes? But here you go. Here's an understanding. Apply it to your inventory. Simple. The understanding comes right out of page 64 of the big book. Being convinced self-manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. Are you? If you are, we're now going to look at self's common manifestations. Resentment. It's the next paragraph. So resentment is a common manifestation of self in our lives. And that manifestation has been used to defeat us. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Why do you keep calling it yours? If it's a manifestation of self, why do you keep calling them yours? You, there must be a, a confusion about identity. You must be taking yourself to be that which is manifesting resentment. Or you wouldn't keep calling resentment, which is its manifestation, yours, obviously. So there's a confusion. I think an understanding can help clear up that confusion. Yeah? And here we are, Tuesdays and Thursdays, for years. And I'll go on as long as I can. Because if you don't see this, you're going to be looking from it. Yeah? If you don't see self, you're going to be looking from self. <laughs> yeah? And then you're going to want to get out of self, and you're going to get caught in the net. Self can't get out of self. It's that simple. Yeah. So how do you get out of self? Realize you're not in it. What? Yeah, exactly. You're not self. You are what they call a spiritual condition. I would say that's your primary nature, is spirit. You're not a mental uh, attribution. You're not a mental image. Yeah. Though we live as if we are. Yeah. Because it's, the, it's a very quick to react to living. It's not that which is living, but it's very quick to react to living. And it claims the living to imply it's you. Yeah? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Got a couple of questions for you, Paul. Yeah. Miranda, would you like to unmute yourself? me again guys sorry don't know what's going on over here but um after i shared thanks paul like so much great shit today um and i just want to testify as far as the how you describe trauma and being like trauma is in the eye of the beholder essentially yeah <laughs> is how yeah. i see it is that, um, you know, I've been working with folks who have the same trauma that I do for a, a long time. And, you know, one of the things that I've had to accept in myself that it's okay that things have happened to me that have, you know, just blown my shit up while somebody else who's experienced the same thing haven't had that experience at all. And it's like, you can say that interchangeably with a whole bunch of uh -oh. different, you know, uh, trauma experiences so it's it's clear that makes the scene very clear of where the problem lies 
um, and what, you know, what the issue is and how it can be resolved for me, it was not at all through, I did years of, um, all different kinds of therapy and healing and shamanic work and blah, blah, blah. And it was only fucking seeing the truth. It was, it, it was a revelation. It was revealed to me that I was love and a big part of that for me, my big, like, you know, weeks of like all this clear scene was innocence was the, um, common, uh, Ooh. like Ooh. everyone was innocent. I was innocent. My rapist was innocent. That was even annoying to me at the time. And it's come back. It hasn't resolved all of the anger, hasn't resolved all of the, the self-hatred. Um, and I have a lot of it, like, you know, it's this action figure, the conditioning, that conditioning has not worn itself out. So, you know, I asked you a question a couple of days ago, and it was so strange because it's just been like unmitigated love in and out, you know, the past few weeks, it's just been like, just beauty and fun and, um, and work, um, like effortless, effortless work and program, like effortless service, fun service, fun, sad talks, like, um, and I, all of a sudden, like, I was compelled to like, mention to you, like, and it was this vibrating that was starting to happen in here. And it, it wasn't until I started listening to your talk that I recognized, oh, I'm getting scared. Like, this love and happiness shit is this has always been the scariest thing for me, recognize that, and how much I was pushing it out and like how much booze I was applying myself with in order to, to keep it out. And um, so I guess that just needed to be said out loud. And then I took it into my, into my meeting and I shared anyone who stuck around last night, I shared some of this, but um, I took it straight into my home meeting and um, which is, I'm queer, my, it's my queer meeting, and um, that's my home group, and um, so just a lot of folks who even, you know, even more than your average alcoholic who struggle to, um, to, to love themselves, to be trusted that they're loved, because a lot of us experience when we reveal who we are, what we are, that we're no longer loved. So the shares that came out of that were absolutely fucking incredible and healing. And one of the things that somebody said is like, and I just remember that I have a power, that, higher power that loves me. I was like, what? Like, like, you know, I had this experience that I'm love, everything is love and shit, but I'm just realizing this, this action figure that, that I've tried to be a fucking monastic in so many ways. And this action figure needs love. This action figure needs a higher power that loves me, which is just like nauseating, but like, I can deal with it. I can, I can work on that. <laughs> and um, just, just basically like that the sharing just brought about like all of these beautiful things. I'm also a recovering intellectual. So like I have this, divine feminine deck that some fucking Harvard divinity professor wrote, but it's amazing because it's got all of these, especially because of my queerness and my denial of my femininity. It's got all of these amazing examples of these both fictitious and actual 
um, women in history that they've done these incredibly brave things in the name of love, essentially. And um, so, I mean, it was just coming in all directions, like all of the help. And so it was like this and Kathleen, I'm not breaking her anonymity because we just like pour like love, you know, openly here in this meeting. So she's just such a source of love and strength um, for me. But also I'm doing the Course in Miracles lessons in line with my sobriety dates. And if I would have read that in the morning, like I normally do, it answered all of the questions. It was that day's lessons was love created me like itself. And this is all new to me. I've never read any of this shit. I thought this was too wacky. And it's, I need all of this, like so much. I need all of it. And yeah, so just so many answers. And just one last thing that I want to say is that that really helped me. This thought that came to me um, this morning is I can't hate myself, stop hating myself any more than I can stop drinking. And you said God never, and I, I've never been able to stand that, that whole God never gives us anything more than we can handle. But what you said is God never gives us anything more than God can handle. And I don't have to stop loving, but I don't, I don't have to stop hating myself. Like I just got to be open to God loving me, just like I have to be open to God surrendering to God so I can not drink. Um, and so that's just really working out. Um, and this has just been, it's a lot more fun to listen when shit's coming through because, um, you know, it's like at times, you know, I've been, I'm, I've been hanging out with you off and on for like the last year. And at times it was just like, oh man, I, I like, I can't hear. I'm just distracting myself the whole entire time. And now it's just like, oh, so much, um, so life giving. And I'm, I just feel so blessed and grateful. And thank you for letting me share once again. Oh, great. Oh. Thank you, Miranda. Thank you. Yes. You know, the thing, you know, a lot of the revelations in recovery is that, you know, something is doing for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. So it's easy to say love yourself, but if you're not capable, that doesn't, it doesn't uh, grok, you know, you don't get it. Uh, then you got to see it mirrored in a way. And then life will give you the eyes to see that. So you can see uh, behavior, a situation that would would trigger a certain behavior and see someone behave completely different. And so a new possibility shows up and you're like, what? Yeah, like I had this event once where I was uh, involved with this Course of Miracles. Uh, it was a group in Wisconsin. And through that group, I had met a lady that had been there for years, <clears throat> and she <clears throat> wanted me to give it a shot and stay up there for a while. And I did, and after a few weeks, I didn't want to, it felt too institutional. And so she said, oh, that's great, because I've made a decision, I'm going to leave, yeah? 
And then I watched her participate 100% to the moment she left. I never saw that before. The type I was, I'd have to blow shit up to give myself permission to leave, you know? I'd have to have a big fight or some fucking thing. I had to burn like an acre of ground or something. But she just, nope, it was time to go. And she went. It was awesome. It was an incredible demonstration because that's not how I've ever lived. My was like, I want to get out of here. I'm just going to have to blow it up because I can't just give myself permission to leave. Yeah, it's just so, it's so weird. So this is how what happens. Yeah, by admitting your powerlessness or incapability, the capabilities are given. Yeah, yeah, you see them in others or somehow it works. Yeah? And I've been tutored for 35 years in this same uh, position, operating table, I'm on it. I don't get up, don't play doctor. Yeah, and then there you go. And it's it's worked and it's working. So yeah, thank you. Anyone else, Mike or anyone? I mean, Rich? Uh, yes, let's see. Oliver has a question. Would you like to unmute yourself, Oliver? Yes, thank you. Uh, hello, Paul. Great meeting. Thank you so much. I, I'm actually on step eight right now and uh, had a talk with my sponsor today. Um, so, you know, about the face-to-face -face amends and, uh, you know, they can be really, feel really significant. They can, uh, you know, really uh, be powerful experiences. But, uh, you know, I'm going to paraphrase what you said, but you know, its effect can die on the wine if uh, not supported by a way of life. If, uh, so, in that sense, I find living amends to be of you know just crucial importance. And um, to me, uh, I, I mean, I even said it out loud. It doesn't make much sense the step nine if uh, I'm not making living amends, you know, accordingly. And uh, I learned how to drown out noises. <laughs> Okay, thanks for saying my meeting is noise. Appreciate it. I'm just. What happened? We just lost Oliver. Uh, we oh, got. I'm still here. I just, you know. Oh, all right. They're great, Oliver. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, but you know, my question actually, I'm just getting to it. So, uh, you know, step seven is before step eight, obviously, and uh, you know what kind of you know really stuck to me. I shared that at the last meeting. Uh, is you know bringing good and bad uh, to the to that awareness to that power and uh, in this uh, in this uh, case it can be you know I, I had a pretty lonely life and, and a career you know was very very different than what you described sometimes you know kind of you know uh, went around people uh, I avoided them quite successfully. I was that type of drinker and, you know, but I had resentments, all right, you know, and uh, quite a few of them felt really, really strong and they were directed against institutions and principles. I'm not shy to tell that, you know, and uh, the thing is, uh, there's a lot of material in step four that we bring to step eight, right? And just uh, bringing the, you know, the good and bad uh really changed my perspective on it because you know i'm doing this for the second time the first time i really thought without any thinking that i'm just bringing the bad stuff you know i'm bringing the resentments i'm bringing the uh 
uh, what are they called, uh, you know, harms done to others. And, uh, you know, um, the thing is, um, I, if I use my own power or human power, the result is not going to be anything, you know, that, that will change my life for the better. And that's why I feel I need to bring the, uh, in this case, you know, as we say sometimes, you know, policeman and the thief. So not just, you know, the thief. Or yeah. in this case, you know, the judge, which I'm very, very able to be, uh, the judge and the, I don't know, the merciful member of the jury, all, you know, together, if I'm resentful against some very powerful and very naughty institution, I have to, you know, see it somehow from the, you know, some neutral position in which I really, uh, uh, you know, I had the resentment and I didn't have the resentment, you know, and uh, imagine the scenario where I didn't have resentment, where I was, you know, completely different and bring both of that to actually to that awareness. And uh, I feel some sort of effect that seems to be, I mean, I'm at the beginning of it, but it seems to be more permanent and I don't feel anymore like I'm observing this from the position of that which actually caused the resentment you know and yeah. you know it just seems it just seems clearer so um yes. and uh, 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 it might be you know what we call position of neutrality but it's definitely not the position of that that caused you know the resentment and uh, yeah that, that that's that's how i really like to see it um, yeah great that works yeah just keep work letting it work and more gets revealed yeah so if it's working this way yeah see where that takes you the thing with recovery is basically uh we lived a life where we were driving the bus and now we've admitted that we're not uh, managerial quality and now we're on we're still on a bus but we're not driving it and it just works better yeah and this is why everyone either begrudgingly arrives at or joyfully arrives at but it works <laughs> yeah yeah so basically i'm better directed than i am directing yeah it's just the way it goes. So, uh, and this process before, when you first come in, it's pretty much four or five and then eight and nine, because mm -hmm. six, seven, uh, you, you saw it as a receptacle. You didn't see it recycling. So there's a lot of shit gets put into the recycling. And so when, over time, six and seven become incredibly important and they break uh, the distribution ends there because it doesn't form into something that needs to be made an amends for, yeah? Which is really cool. So the emphasis not seeing uh, the role of something else has us four, five, eight, nine, yeah? And we got it because we did all this incredible shit. Now, four, five, six, seven. 
And then every once in a while, something may get through where you have to do eight and nine. But I humbly believe as you go on, there's going to be a whole lot less not eight and nine and a whole lot more six and seven. Yeah, because you're going to see that which defeated you before you're defeated. Yeah. So you bring it to six and seven. Eight and nine is sort of like you've lost the skirmish or something, and then you fell back. And so you not need to make the amend. But you never lose the war ever again, which is beautiful. But here it's six and seven. Uh, takes away the need of eight and nine in a lot of cases, which is great. Yeah. 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 So thanks, Olive. I'm always happy when you're here and sharing and stuff. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Good and bad, whatever. Yeah. All of me. Yeah. I mean, I'm mentioning it because, you know, it's sometimes the resentment uh, really either feels or seems to be like there's something justified in it as well. You know, I had like pretty, pretty good reasons. And then, you know, that sort of calls more like for a virtue, not really a character defect, you know, but I would like, you know, to bring yes. that virtue as well as the character defect to, to six and seven, you know. Just, just in case. And also humbly, uh, the idea of resentment is, you know, one thing is pointing that way, the other four are pointing back to you, or it's like taking poison to hurt the big corporation. It's fucking mm -hmm. doesn't work. Yeah? Exactly. Yeah. You just yeah. see the, it just doesn't work, resentment. Yeah, and, and a lot of us don't have the luxury I do not have the luxury to get upset on the freeway because I will probably be arrested, really. Or a, 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 an accident's going to happen. Yes? That's one of the ways I learned. I learned that if I react, it sets off a train of circumstances that bring me and others misfortune. So I had to ask for something to, to allow me not to go there, really. So yeah, there's a lot of justified uh, injustices and shit like that, but it's how the head uses it, not the heart uses it, how the head uses it, yeah? Because it has a different agenda. It would just, it would be, it's really jealous that it's not in the position to fuck with you that that corporation isn't fucked with you, really. It's a weird way, haven't you ever seen? There's the revolution, and then the people who led the revolution are the ones that have to be revolted against in a 10 or 15 years. It, it's the same, same. Yes? So you recognize... Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we used to use the... Uh, in, in surfing, where I was... I like to use the word payoff cost ratio. Yeah. So there was a payoff, but the cost may be your life. Let's say if the surf is over your uh, capability. Yes. So it's 10 to 12 breaking. There's a lot of fuck. There's a wall before you get to the waves. Yeah. The payoff is great, but the cost is too much. You're not going to fucking make it. Yeah. So then 
there comes a balance in your life where you actually certain shit is weighed on a on a balanced scale of payoff cost. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'd like to do that, but I'm going to be in bed for four days. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't play full court basketball. And, you know, I'm gonna make, so these things, norm, you know, rationality returns, balance returns. Yes. Yeah. A lot of stuff. Blue is blue. Red is red. You get to see things, you know, you know, there's a lot of gazelles, but I don't want to ride them anymore. <laughs> it's just nice to see beautiful gazelles. I don't want to have one at the house. <laughs> <laughs> so this is sort of just these lovely effects of being in this life this way of life yeah because you're you're going to have a new freedom and a new happiness a new attitude and a new outlook it's going to surprise you for quite a while because it's not going to be based in your mental state <laughs> it isn't yeah it's it's great it's fantastic so yeah, thank you. Thanks. I guess uh, if if you want to have anyone more, if not, yeah. we'll stop. Eh? Yeah. Have you got time for one last question, Paul? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, Chris, would you like to unmute yourself, Chris B? Yeah, this this really short, Paul. You guys made me think if this is kind of the ultimate uh, dog shit awareness story. I don't know. It was a couple of nights ago after maybe maybe last Wednesday after the talk, I was just feeling a little anxious. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go downstairs and meditate. I don't meditate very much. It's never done anything for me. I don't know why I do it. Anyway, I'm sitting there on the meditation cushion. And uh, we had just gotten a couple of new puppies a few weeks ago and they're not completely house trained yet. So one of them was in the room above me just decided to do a, a huge pee on the floor. So as I'm sitting there meditating, all of a sudden I'm feeling something dripping on my head. And it's, <laughs> it's dog pee. <laughs> so it, it was just... Life has know. ironic ways <laughs> of telling you. Yeah. You know, going to the uh, retreat so that you learn that you don't need to go to the <laughs> retreat. I just wanted to share that. I thought it was just really, I was, I keep telling people that no one sees the humor in it. They're all like, oh, that's so gross. I'm like, <laughs> I was laughing. Yeah. And see, so you got the message. Unfortunately, <laughs> a lot of us, we didn't read the tea leaves and then we had to get a real big whack because like, <laughs> to tell us, don't turn here. Don't turn here. We just kept turning there and just <laughs> consequences progress. Yeah, the way your body reacts when you're just sitting there and then suddenly something drips on you, you know, your body just reacts before, while you're being there all calm, meditative. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, no, you're not in charge of any of this. And then it's like, right. I got to run upstairs and deal with it. <laughs> I was like, never going to meditate. At least you can <laughs> laugh. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just wanted to share that yeah. quick one. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Hey, listen, all right. Is that it, Rich, then? That is everyone. Thank you. Thanks for all the questions. I've been Thanks, enriched Paul. by this Zoom, so I've been enriched <laughs> today. So it has something to do with rich, I guess. Yeah. Thank I'm going to say I'm always rich, but I'm not rich. I'm, a, I'm just looking through rich, I think. Yes, exactly. 
You're looking through, Rich. All right. Let's say crispy. Thank you for that story. Nice to see you. Michael Stacy, as always. Great pleasure sitting with you. Vegas, Al. We got Lee B. Nice to meet Lee. Rich A, thank you for hosting today. Oh, there's the Mickey, the matriarch of Madeira, holding court as she does. John S. Florida, I, I heard it, uh, it's your birthday today. Yeah, there you go, bro. John, what better gift than the gift of sobriety? Fuck. Yeah. John, Amen, bro. John K. Nice to see John, Jed, Jeb, John, whatever. Jimmy, nice, uh, nice picture. Yeah. I like that. Walter, the brother from another mother. Sally. There she is, Sally. Uh, we got Keith M. from Portland. Hallie. Hallie, yes. All's going well, Hallie. Yeah. Great. Great. Emerson, as always, down in Long Beach. That's the origin of our, uh, was it Long Beach or Huntington Beach? Our dog. We went, got it in Long Beach, I think. Yeah. Gail. Pink cloud. Oh, I haven't seen Gail in a while. Oh, she's she's ready to blossom. She's got the hair wound up and it's going to blow. All right. That's good. Very nice. We got Paul at work. You'll rarely see this Paul at work. That's a nice Paul at work. Bruce, as always, nice to see you, Bruce. Natalie, thank I love that Natalie had, she had a chair and then it went demonic on the zoom and then she got a chance to share again that was nice nice to see you natalie greg in minneapolis having a wonderful day yeah joseph c if you see my friend christian say hello to him just say i know to him say i know he'll remember we okay i will i know i got my eye on him yeah yeah, yeah good we got Miranda. There she is. Nice to hear from you, honey. Yep. Oliver, Berlin, Joran, Sweden, Drew. Uh, let's see. Anyone else here? Let's go. Thanks, Bill. Keep coming back. We got Andrew, Nicholas B, Jacob, and Hudson Valley. Hey, nice to hear. See Jacob. Uh, Jimmy R, Warren, Amy, Seattle, April. April, yes. You capture the spring-like uh, sensation. Nice. Oliver, J.A., J.A., Gail, Pink Cloud, Paul at work, Annette. Oh, Annette. There she is down in uh, Pennsylvania. Alex. Ah, oh, there they are. Alex and Jacob. Very nice. Andrew. Uh, I think that's it. Hey, have a great day, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. We'll be here. Saturday live and Zoom at 1 p.m. Um, Western time. And for people outside of America, we went into daylight saving time. So check the new, uh, how it translates there. Because some people have been coming here at the end of the meeting, thinking it was the beginning of the meeting. So, all right, I'll see you guys. Thank you so much.